turn to a passage in Luke's Gospel. Luke chapter 6. We're going to begin with verse 27. Luke 6, verse 27. Words of our Lord Jesus. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Verse 29, to him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also, and from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Verse 32. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And verse um, 35. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And finally, verse 38. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the, the words of our Lord Jesus. We thank you for his call to love with God's agape love. And we thank you, Lord, that this is not just an ideal, but a command to us. As we just sang, we want to consider Him, our Lord Jesus. Lord, you, you are the one who set the standard. 
You showed us that kind of love. You ask us to love in the same way. And with joy, Lord, we do declare that you are the enabler. For it is by you and your spirit that we can do this. It's all from you and for you. And Lord, as we consider some examples of, of your children this morning, we pray that you would speak to us. That we might look to our own situation and recognize that you allow us to do the impossible. To forgive or to love with your love and your We give this time to you. We pray you have your way. In Christ's name. So, Thursday was the anniversary of the the day that the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor in 1941. So if you don't know any history, then you don't know that. But most of you know history and know that the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Famous surprise attack. Now, at this time, Japan had already invaded and conquered much of China. But that attack started the war with the United States. What you probably didn't know is that a man named Mitsuo Fuchida and there's a picture of him on the screen here. Kind of an idealized picture. This man trained the pilots, planned the attack, flew in one of the planes, at risk himself, and led that attack on Pearl Harbor. His name is Fuchida. You also now know, because I'm going to tell you, that many years later, he gave his life to Christ. So we're going to consider his story. It's a story recalled and told by a Christian writer who pulled together information from many sources because he found this to be so helpful. And when this book was given to me, I was so moved. So as we uh, consider this story, it's actually going to be a story not about one man, but about a quite a few people and I'm going to ask you to pay attention to three people and if you're really alert watch for a fourth. So, uh, 
because Fuchida's story involves a lot of people. And as we as we go through these stories, I'm not going to stop and talk about the principles that are shown in them, but you will hear it and we'll recap it at the end. So here's some things to listen for. The truth that Christ is the only answer to human hatred. Second one, the way the Lord can use the Word of God by itself to change a life. The third is how a person following Christ can set such an example that he creates a jarring uh, experience for those who see it. And the last thing we really want to focus on is what's the Lord saying to us? How does the Lord want us to obey Him? So let's start with the story of this man. Um, The pictures are not going to be very good, so that's okay. We'll go to the next one. Not so stylized. This is a picture of Fuchida right uh, at the time of the Pearl Harbor attack. So he's done his training and they're about to go. If you're interested in war history, buy the book. <laughs> but as you know, the Pearl Harbor attack was extremely successful. And so Fuchida became quite a hero. And that meant throughout the war, he was a part of a very high circle of military leaders. And he was asked to be involved in big decisions about in the Philippines and at home in Japan and other places. But one of the things he discovered as the war was executed, he discovered how proud and um, misguided leadership can be. And it's another famous battle. It was actually the turning point in that war. It's called the Battle of Midway. And in that battle, he was asked to once again lead. And he was loyal to the emperor. But what was different was he actually believed the whole thing was folly. He knew the situation, he knew it was unrealistic, and he knew they were doing it because of pride. Arrogance. 
so he was seeing how foolish uh, men could be. And if you know anything about that war, thousands of people died on both sides. So and the aircraft carrier he was on was sunk, attacked, he was rescued from the water. Let's go to the next photo. This is a picture of Fujita because of his injuries in that war. He barely survived in that battle. So he's now home with his family. So this is a picture of him uh, recovering with his family, his wife and his kids. So you can see that as a hero, as a leader, he's having a very mixed experience of this horrible war. And he had similar experiences in the Philippines where the Japanese were just going and going and it was it made no sense. Not just slaughtering people, but also slaughtering essentially their own troops. Now we move ahead. You know that at the end of the war, the nuclear bombs were dropped. At that time, he'd been brought back from the Philippines and he was stationed in Hiroshima. He should have died that day. He was at a military base in Hiroshima. But he, uh, is that a different way to pronounce it? Guangdao. Oh, okay. Guangdao. Um, he was called to Tokyo for some urgent meetings. So he got in his plane. He always flew himself. He flew up to Tokyo for some meetings. Then he happened to be there when the bomb dropped. So the whole city is annihilated. And he's in Tokyo. And they put together a group to go back and find out what happened. So he and others flew back the next day and they went and as they came into this horrible scene, so they tried to understand what had happened. And then something else happened. Almost everybody in that group, they got there too early. So in a matter of weeks, everybody in that group of leaders who went back to investigate started to die of radiation. Fuchida did not. Fuchida so let's go to the next picture. So this, this is after the war. That's a picture of Fujita with his daughter. The war has brought complete defeat. The army is completely disbanded. They have no money. They just he's living with his sister. 
but I'm going to read some things that were going on in his head. He liked doing calligraphy. So his wife finds him writing these words. Mankind must escape from this cycle of hatred generating hatred. Only by translating destructive emotions into brotherly love can humanity be saved. Keep in mind, Fuchida had no Christian background. So his wife asked him about what he was writing. He says to her, Look at me, I should be dead. A part of me feels I should be with my fallen comrades. Yet somehow I feel I need to say something about how we can live in peace. There must be a way. There must never again be another Pearl Harbor or Hiroshima. And then he says, but I, and he trails off, because he did not have the answer. He didn't have the answer. Well, thank God for the simple facts of being a farmer's life, in a farmer's life. Uh, he was teaching his sons and his son and daughter how to read the stars. And of course, as a pilot, he could always use the stars to navigate because he could immediately see where he was. Anywhere. So he's talking to his daughter and son, they finally figure out where that North Star is. I see it, I see it. And his daughter says to Daddy, who put the North Star there? Who put that North Star there? And he looked down. Thought he never thought about this before. He said, I don't know. I don't know who put it there. And then he started to think, maybe that's part of the answer. So a few weeks later, he's looking at a grasshopper and seeing the beauty of that. He's looking at the rice growing by itself and realizing he can't make it do it, and somehow this has come to be. So in his trying to look for an answer, the more he looked at nature, he felt that this there must be a God and he must be good. He looks at the rounder and says, what created this must be good. But the more he realized that, the more he realized that man was not good. And so he continued 
his agony, his So we're going to leave him there. Now we need to pick up another story. A very different one. Let's go to the next slide. Now it's very hard for you to see this, but this is the, this is the Kavol family. And there's a father and wife, a sort of husband, wife, and three children. They were missionaries in Japan in the 20s. So they were sharing the gospel. Yeah, they're sharing the gospel and serving in Japan in, in, in wonderful ways. Teaching in a school. There's stories about how they would take their free time and they go down where the, the, the folks who were destitute, who had no money, and they would help serve food. And when things got tough, because of the war, they tried to stay in Japan and serve as long as they could. But eventually they had to leave because of the war. So all foreigners were told to leave. And so they went to what everyone thought was going to be, well, Safe, which was the Philippines. And if you know the way this, the war worked, you know that that was not true. It wasn't Because when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, they also started attacking and and took over many sections of the Philippines. So this wonderful family was actually forced out of the city where they were, and they went up literally into the mountains, and many a small group of them created a village in the mountains to try to stay hidden from the Japanese soldiers who were and as many of you know, the Japanese soldiers committed many, many atrocities, cruelties in China, but also in Philippines. And this family, they had a beautiful, they carved out this sort of village and they had worship. Uh, and the Lord kept them many times, um, sort of hid the eyes of the enemy. Many times. But sadly, toward the end of the war, this very, very brutal Japanese general, he was famous for for just slaughtering people for any reason. He was torturing people and eventually found out about them and captured the, everyone in the village. And he pronounced his death sentence for them. Peggy, this one over here, Peggy, 
She wasn't there. She was in the United States in college. Husband, wife, and the other two kids were there. And before they were killed, they were given 30 minutes. So they had a chance with their fellow believers to pray and to worship the Lord before they were killed. And just to show how cruel they were, they had to hear their children taken into a tent and killed first. And this man heard them speak in beautiful Japanese how they had come to serve Japanese and love them. That didn't change his mind. In fact, when it came time to cut off their heads, this fellow named Watanabe, he did it himself. And he killed her first because her Japanese was better. So this beautiful family serving the Lord was slaughtered by the Japanese. As many other were slaughtered in the Philippines. But Peggy was in the United States in college. So let's go to the next picture. She was growing up and learning things and, and uh, desiring to serve the Lord. And we will now find out a little later what, what she was doing. So we have to go back now to pick up Fuchida's story. Next picture. Now, Fuchida, in his agony, was also being dragged into war trials at this time. So many of the leaders in Japanese military, they were brought to war trial and often convicted. Uh, he was asked to testify. He was never one of the ones uh, condemned. But he was very mad because he felt all sides are bad. Both sides did terrible things. And just because U.S. wins, why do they kill everybody? So he felt that he needs to find out the atrocities that the U.S. did to their prisoners and the next time he's in a trial he could bring that up and say how come you're not dealing with it the same way? So so he found out that a bunch of prisoners were coming back to the United States, Japanese who had been held prisoner there, and they were going to come on a boat. And he went there with one purpose. He's going to interview them and find out how awful the American prisoners were. 
这个时候他就发现有一些日本的有这个被就就是呃被抓起来的俘虏，他们飞回来的时候，他们他就想去询问他们说，他们美国人怎么怎么对待他们。As they came off the boat, he had a wonderful experience because there was one of his colleagues. 所以在他们从船上下来之后，他在那边看到他之前认识的一个同伴。One of his、uh, men who had served him, who had been lost at sea, he thought he was dead, but he came off the boat. 所以之前在他的部队上有一个人，他以为他已经死了，然后在海里已经已经死掉了，但是他就看到他了。This man had been picked up in a boat and floated at sea for like two or three weeks. Then the U.S. had seen them and rescued them. So this officer, they were on the sea for about two or three weeks. So this was perfect because Fujita can ask him what, what his treatment was like. So at this time, Fujita found a chance to ask them how they were treated. They went off to a restaurant where they could talk. So they went to a restaurant. And so here's some of the things they talked about. So they said, "Um, I think I missed. This is what、uh, Kanagasaki, Kanagasaki, Kanagasaki. He says, 'I think I miss Japanese food more than anything else, except for my wife.' So, 除了我妻子以外，我最想想想望的就是日日本料理。But you asked me if they tortured us. No, they didn't torture us. 但是你问我他们有没有虐待我们？他们 We were put in cells. 我们是坐坐监牢。But they were decent rooms in 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 a prison camp outside a hospital. 所以在这个医院外面的一些监牢里啊，其实我们就在里面。So Fujita was very surprised. He said they didn't mistreat you in any way. 所以 Fujita 觉得很惊讶，说他们没有。He replied, "Well, if you consider bad food mistreatment, he said, 'If you consider bad food mistreatment, yes, in fact, they, they don't have any real good rice there. So Fujita was all torn up because that's not what he wanted to hear, but he didn't want to hear that his friend was tortured. Fujita, he." 就是他里面很挣扎，因为他希望说总是有一点，好像他们被虐待，可是又不要他朋友被虐待。But his friend had something else he had to say. 但是他的朋友另另一个话，另一个话。He said, "I I need to tell you." 我要告诉你。There was an American girl there who was at the hospital. 所以有一个美国女子，她在医院里。So what had happened? Just so you know, this was a special hospital for those who lost an arm or a leg. 所以这一个医院是很特别的医院，就是任何人他们的被这个呃肢被截截肢了，他们可以来到这个医院。So this fellow lost an arm, so he had a, a plus. 这个军人他他他他没有没有这个这个胳膊，所以没有手了，他们就给他弄一个假的。So this prison camp and hospital was had lots of German prisoners and Japanese prisoners all had this problem. So this prison camp and hospital was had lots of German prisoners and Japanese prisoners all had this problem. 
on our floor in the hospital who spoke excellent Japanese. And she always asked if there was anything we needed, if we had any problems. She brought us books and magazines in Japanese. She got us gum and, well, whatever we needed. She helped us with sending letters and worked very, very hard that we all, uh, and we were all so impressed with her kindness, especially when she, we found out that she had traveled so far from her home to come back there to work. It seemed like she was an angel from heaven. And it seemed like she had great debt or obligation to pay to the Japanese people, as if some Japanese had done her a great favor. We all wondered why this American girl would be so thoughtful to us and we kept asking her why she was there, but she would never give us an answer. So one day when she was tending to us in our bed, she brought us all a big tray of rice cakes. And as we were all enjoying the treat, I smiled and asked her again in front of everyone, So tell us, really, why are you here? Why are you so kind to us? And finally she gave in and she said, Because my parents were killed by Japanese soldiers. My parents were killed by Japanese soldiers. And then at this point, Fujita, he blows his back. Fujita, how can she do that? There's no honor in that. She should be killing Japanese. So she should be getting revenge. She has no self-respect. But this man says, no. She was the strong one. We were all horrified when we learned who she really was. Her name was Peggy. And she had told them the rest of the story about her parents. So now we have one other person to study. The next person we're going to consider is a man named Jake. Another family photo. This one's very, very blurry. Uh, this is a family lived in Oregon. Right, right Oregon. The eclipse hit a couple months ago. He lived in Oregon, and uh, he's the one way on the left. His name is Jake. That means Jake. His mother is a real believer. And throughout what happened, she was praying for her son. Next picture. Uh, we, there are many good pictures of him, but that Jake was kind of a wild and just a just a guy. He was a man. He didn't really care about uh, 
being academic or anything else, he, he worked on the farm. There's the picture with some puppies. So he is not a teacher. He just likes working on the farm. But what happened was that when Pearl Harbor happened, he, like many men, became very angry and joined the, the army, navy, air force. They joined up to fight the Japanese. So when the war happened, he joined up to fight the Japanese. He wanted revenge. They had to kill those Japs. And he ended up being a pilot. Well, not a pilot. He ended up being in the the uh, air force. Uh, and he was a bombardier. He's the one who was in the drops the bombs. So he was the one who drops the bombs. And as the, as the war progressed, I'm really working on your Chinese. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The war actually went very badly for the United States. Japanese were having tremendous victories all over the place. And this, our man Jake here, got involved in what became known as the Doolittle Raid. And it was a very important event. A bunch of them, and they took Uh, these planes that could take off from an aircraft carrier and they loaded up with more bombs than they ever normally would use. It was totally secret so they couldn't even practice. When the first plane went off the aircraft carrier that we didn't, they didn't know if it would actually make it. So they went west from Hawaii and they went straight to Tokyo. So Unfortunately, there was a Japanese boat saw them and they had to start their mission a little early. So they took off and they flew straight to Tokyo, so 400 miles. And they attacked, dropped bombs on military uh, bases around Tokyo. And they did also hit civilians. And of course, where do they land? They keep flying over to China. But they need to try to get to the safe part of China, which is where the Japanese are not. But they ran out of fuel. Their planes ran out of fuel. They all parachuted out. So eight of them end up landing, and of course, they're captured. So Jake ends up a prisoner to the Japanese in China. And of course, they were, they were tortured for information at the beginning. Because they were famous, they were brought to Tokyo and they were paraded in the streets so people could mock them. You know Japanese can do cruel things to prisoners. 
Ultimately, only four survived. So, you know, Japan, they were slaves. These soldiers were slaves. And they would not have survived except partway through the war. The emperor said, "Those prisoners, because they're famous, might be useful. So, keep them alive." So, this emperor said, "Because these people are famous, so you don't have to kill them. They might be useful." I think at that point there were five, and still one died. So during that period, they at least tried to give them enough food to keep them alive. So they came to them and said, "What can we do to help keep you alive?" And they said, "Get us books." He said, "We need to do something to keep us alive." And one of the books that Jake asked for was a Bible. So Jake wanted a Bible, which was a Bible. A book for three weeks because they're going to rotate it. So they was given a Bible and it came to his cell and he read it. So he read it and he read it and he read it. He read it and he read it. He couldn't even get comfortable in his cell. He read the Bible twice all the way through. He knew his mother got her strength from this Bible. So he was seeking. 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 He 回到先知书，他看到旧约许多关于主耶稣的这个预言，他就在比较新约跟旧约的预言。And time was passing near the end of that three weeks, he was thinking he was going to have to lose the Bible. 所以在这三个礼拜最末了的时候，他知道他要失去这本圣经。And he saw the words in Isaiah, where Isaiah says, "Yea, I knew all, all well." Our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. He was wounded for our rebellion. So he found Isaiah 53:3, where he says, "He was wounded for our sins." And then he felt a twinge of guilt. There were parts of his life he wasn't proud of. He still lied all the time to the guards. So he had some things he thought he did wrong. For example, he would lie to the guards. Genuine hatred smoldered in his heart all the time towards the Japanese. These Japanese guards were, well, these prisoners were so angry at their guards that sometimes they would attack them back. So they didn't care. These prisoners were so angry at their The idea that love was the most powerful thing in the world impressed him. So, when the Bible says love is the most powerful thing, he felt that's what it's all about. He decided it has to be about love. He said this should be about love. If this God is real, he felt he had to listen to him, and, and he made up his mind that day to try and follow. So, this God, if he is love, he is. 真实的他，真实的他要跟随他。He would try to do what God wants him to do. 他要做神要他做的。And then he had one request as he was kind of praying to God. 所以他好像在那边好像像一个祷告一样。He said, "All right, all right." 他说，好吧，好吧，神。Just don't make me be like one of those religious hypocrites I hate so much. 不要让我做那个假冒伪善的人。
So there's Jake in the in the prison cell. So Jake Now a few days later, typical event happens as he comes back to the prison cell. They've been out doing something. So for no reason, the guard uh, hits him on the back of the head with some kind of switch on the back of his head right before he gets to the cell. So he was yelling, hurry up, hurry up. But there's nothing to hurry up for. They, they, all they do is sit around all day. So then his head is throbbing, and then as he's going into the cell, the prison guard slams the door on his heel, on his foot, and per, on purpose, and traps his foot. So now he's bleeding, he has to push against the door to get his heel out. And then the door slams shut. His head hurts, his heel hurts. He's come to hate this Jap- Japanese guy. So while he was sitting there, something interrupted his thoughts. Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. So Jacob's it's like he's talking to God, right? He goes, ha! He says, friends I'll love. So what I'll love. What I Maybe some enemies. But that man, no possible way. In fact, he screamed out, language, I'll be damned if I'm going to love him. So he had a very quiet time before the Lord. So the next day, the very next morning, the next morning, the guard came by and he said, How are you? The guard walked past him. He did it every day. For six days. No reaction. And on, on the sixth day, he said, Good day, sir. The guard didn't reply, but at least he looked at Jake through the opening for a moment. He paused and caught Jake's eye. 
Toward afternoon, as Jake was in the room daydreaming about his mother's cooking, so he heard the door open where they slide in food. He heard the door open where they slide in food. He heard the door open where they slide in food. And in came a freshly cooked sweet potato. So, in came a freshly cooked sweet potato. So, in came a freshly cooked sweet potato. So, in came a freshly He couldn't even reach for it. He just sat there amazed. He couldn't even reach for it. He just sat there amazed. He said, "Well, maybe I've this. Maybe the puzzle's solved. Maybe this is the way to go." He said, "Maybe this is the way to go." He said, "Maybe this is the way to go." He said, "Maybe this is the way to go." He said, "Maybe this is the way to go." And Jake, he has broken Japanese, but he said to the guard, he said, "Do you have brothers?" So Jake, he Chinese is not good. He said, "Do you have brothers?" And the guard waited a long time. He said, "Two." And Jake tried not to smile too much. He said, "Sisters." So Jake is not smiling. And the guard walked over to the door. So this guard just walked over to the door. Looked at Jake's face. Saw Jake's face. One sister. She's the oldest one. She's the oldest one. Jake says, "I have three sisters. One is half sister. When I too, it's broken. When I too, my father dead. So my mother get new husband." 所以他说我有两三个姐妹，一个是半的姐妹，因为我两岁的时候，我的妈妈呃找了一个新的丈夫。The guard nodded and he said, "Brothers." 他是那个那个看守的说，你有兄弟们吗 ？One. 然后有一个兄弟。But I number one son. 可是我是老大。That's not just a Chinese thing. <laughs> the guard studied Jake's face, and for the first time, let the edges of his mouth slightly turn up. He said, "So am I." He said, "Ah, he had a little smile. He said, 'I am the oldest.'" Then Jake says, "My name is not number five. My name is not five. See, they call him by number. They are not called prisoner five, prisoner six." 就是第五个呃呃呃犯人，第六个犯人。Says, My name is Jake. 我的名字叫 Jake. What's your name? 你的名字叫什么 ？Now the guard glanced around. He was making sure no one saw him. Camera and can't see. And he looked at him and got a little closer. And he said, "Alta, Alta, Takeji, Takeji." Jake was ecstatic, but he controlled himself. Alta, 非常兴奋 Alta. Then Alta said, "I've got to go." Jake. 他说 Jake， 我需要离开了 And he left. 他就离开了 So, what a picture that is. 这何等的一幅图画 Now, by the time they were moved from that prison camp. 所以他们从这个呃呃监牢这个营地
you would say that Jake and Alto were actually friends. They spoke often. Now there's many other things in the story, but uh, if we now turn to the next picture, of the four prisoners that survived, these are the three right after they're freed as the war ends. So Jake is in the middle. So you can see how thin they are, but they've already had, you know, they're starting to recover. Uh, and now it's time to make a decision of what to do. So Jake went back to Oregon and he saw his wonderful mother. We've been praying all this time. Well, to cut to the decision he made, his decision was to come back to Japan. Because he wanted to share the life of Christ with the Japanese. Next picture. And that's a picture of Jake and his, his new wife. He met when he was, he did some Bible training uh, and he met a woman and they got married, they have a child, and this is the day they arrived back in Japan. Let's go to the next scene. That's him greeting folks. And of course, because he was famous, everybody wanted to know why he came back to Japan. And I'll read a little bit from this story. Let's go to the next slide. That woman, you'll find out about a minute in a minute. No, I'll tell you now. This woman, her fiance, died in the bombs that Jake dropped in Tokyo. In other words, she was going to get married, and her husband to be was at that military site, and he lost his life. And she has lived a life of hatred ever since. And when she heard that this man Jake was coming, she vowed as a good Japanese to get her vengeance. And she went to see him when he spoke with a dagger in her kimono. I don't think this kimono has a dagger in it. But she went to hear him speak, knowing that she was going to go up and meet him and kill the man who killed her and Well, during that that talk that Jake gave, he said things like this. In one of the jail cells, we were packed like animals, and I remember watching the guards beat a Chinese woman. 
所以我在煎熬的时候我们非常的拥挤我看到那个日本军人就在殴打一个中国妇人 She hadn't done anything wrong Why were they so full of evil and hatred? Speaking about himself, Jake says, I attacked Japan for revenge. Jake That's what I wanted. That's what every American wanted. I hated the Japanese for what they did at Pearl Harbor. When I was tortured and one of my best friends died because of the Japanese, I was filled with hatred. Crazy with hatred. All I wanted was a chance to kill. <coughs> I wanted revenge. This lady Tomiko was sitting in the audience with her dagger. <laughs> but he says, but as I thought, I faced harder questions. Why am I so full of evil and hatred? And he talked about how the Bible was passed around in the prison. And how he learned that Jesus had chosen to be tortured and died. That Jesus was free of this hatred and revenge. Jake said, I wanted that. Jake said, I I wanted to be free of this evil inside me. In the dark jail cell, I was set free from the prison of hatred, and a deep love for the Japanese people began to grow in my heart. Listen, he says, I was given... I found that, that with my new heart, God was giving me new eyes. I looked at the guards who had treated my friends and me with such cruelty, and I found my hatred for them had turned into love. A real love that brings me here today, in other words. Why I'm coming back to Japan. And that's why I've come back. Well, as you as you can tell, Tomiko was struck with guilt and was touched, and she didn't use that dagger. Uh, let's go to the next image, please. This is an image that shows Jake meeting Aota. So Aota. Aota, because Jake was famous, Aota found him. Said, I wanna I wanna see Jake again. So talked about Christ. 
And eventually, oh, by the way, the, that lady received the Lord. Alta eventually also received the Lord. So there he is with his prison guard. Um, so we forgot about Fuchida. Seeking answers. Why does this all have to be part of the picture? Well, it is part of his picture. So while Fuchida is seeking for answers, he hears about Jake. So if Fuchida Because as a pilot, Fujita always had a lot of respect for the Doolittle Raid because it was a very daring thing and he re- respected what they did as Fujita so he's pu- puzzling why would this guy Jake come back to Japan and he would hear about him he would hear Jake's words another thing that happened Fujita <coughs> didn't have a Bible but one day he saw evangelist in the street preaching and he received a Bible for the first time. And started to read. And he started reading it seriously. Let's go to the next slide. That's Fujita at roughly this time, back at the farm. So it's the time in which he's seeking the Lord. So let me read something um, from what happened to him. Despite things he'd never heard or seen before in these pages in the Bible, he was determined to keep an open mind as he believed this book might contain the secrets to this thing that Jake was doing and this story about Peggy. How can he explain these people doing these things? He found lots of answers in the Bible to to life questions. On this particular day, oh, by the way, one of the things he thought a lot about was Peggy's parents, that they were being slaughtered. What were they thinking? So on this day, he came to the end of the account of life of Christ, a story that he'd never heard before. Here was a truly good man who only gave to others, yet treated horribly, hated, killed for no reason. And he read, When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Then 
他们不知道。And all of a sudden, Fuchida thought it flashed in his mind. He said, Oh, Peggy's father, he must have prayed this prayer too. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. This from God was the source of deep love. He finally realized where the love was coming from. And he fell on his hands and face and wept. His journey was over and he was home. After this time, of course, he was a very private person about all of this, but he 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 was all by himself. But the evangelist who gave him the Bible, a note in there with their address and phone number. So he got in contact with them. And those believers asked him if he wanted to help, well, grow in the Lord, but also proclaim Christ. And that's what he did. In the book, there's a wonderful story about how they took him to an outreach in the streets. They didn't want to do anything. He just, he just went. went. So you have this American evangelist in broken Japanese trying to preach the gospel. And finally, Fuchida had enough. So he walked up and he stood there. And he said, I am Mitsuo Fuchida. I led the attack on Pearl Harbor. So And of course, then the crowd starts building, building. And he shared about what he had learned. And how Christ was the only answer to all the hatred. So Fuchida became a brother in the Lord and he did serve that way in speaking of Christ. So as our that's the that's the final story. Uh, let's go one more picture. That is Jake Jake DeShazar and Ayota Aota who actually traveled this is when they were uh, doing a, a missionary trip to the Philippines. So, China China Airlines Airlines there. There. Yes. so now there's the guard and, and the prisoner. Yeah. Brothers in Christ going to share the Lord in other places. Only God could do this. And the love of Christ could do this. So as we think of these di- different stories, just a couple principles that, that really come alive. The first is that Christ is the only answer to hatred and revenge and revenge and revenge. The U.S. government did things to Japan that forced them to take start the war. Then there's Jake's head, hatred and revenge. 
And there's Tomiko's revenge with the dagger. Tomiko Then there's the guard hating all their uh, so the prisoners hating all their guards. But in that prison cell, what broke the cycle? God's love broke the cycle. And Fuchida, who had seen it from the point of view of the military leadership, he saw the same thing, hatred and suffering. And he wanted the answer. And the only answer is Christ. The second beautiful thing you saw in those stories is the power of God. In both stories, these men had time where the, the Bible just came alive, the Holy Spirit brought it to life. It's beautiful how the Lord reaches those who are seeking Him. And so may we really we for, we take the Bible for granted. But most of the people we meet now they have no idea what's in the Bible. So let's direct people to the Word of God. They don't need our teaching, they need what the Lord speaks through the Word. The third thing we saw in this were the examples of these believers. The Cowell family, the Cowell family who just served the Lord all the way to the very, very end. There was Peggy going to serve the Japanese. Peggy and look what she did to those prisoners, how they shook them in their views. So when real believers obey the Lord, what happens? Christ is shown. People don't know what to say, so there's something different there. God is there. There's no other explanation. Seekers and those who aren't even seekers yet are shocked by seeing Christ. And in each of these examples, it was God's agape love. And the people are doing something that we would say is impossible. And then another thing we saw is how the Lord seeks someone out and uses all these different things to reach a person. So think of Fuchida's life. He's up in the military leaders. He's spared at Hiroshima twice. He happened to see his friend and hear about Peggy. He happens to see the evangelist and get a Bible. All these things led up to this man turning to the Lord. So we talk about planting seeds and the Lord taking care of the rest. 
And also Jake's decision. If Jake didn't come back to Japan, Fujita would not have been shocked by that. And then finally, we should hear as we hear these stories, the Lord is asking us. Are we asked sometimes to do something that we think is not possible? If Jake could forgive and love that guard, so cruel to him. When he turned and and tried to show love to that guard, he had no guarantee that it would work. But God wanted him to do it. How about you and me? What about our daily situation? Think of Peggy's decision to serve the Japanese. She could have spent the rest of her life angry at the Japanese. But look what she did. And even Fuchida, he could have just stayed in isolation. He had to go and admit his fault and show talk about his sin even as he shared Christ but he did it so So the question for us today is how about you and me are we tapping or trusting Christ's life in our lives are we willing to forgive others not just when they repent but when you know, this cycle is about people do something wrong, and therefore we have a reason to not forgive them. But the Lord says, forgive. As we read earlier, are we willing to be kind to the unthankful and the evil the way? Our Father is. Are we just in a cycle of, oh, they wronged me, I can't forgive them, maybe I will if they repent? Or even worse, we're thinking of revenge. But the Lord breaks that cycle. His love can break that cycle. So I'd like us just to finish. Sorry for being late. Let's just read that a couple verses from Luke again and then we'll have some prayer. So Luke chapter 6, what our Lord said. Verse 27. But I say to you, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless to those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. And verse 35, but love your enemies, do good and lend. 
hoping for nothing in return. And verse 37, Judge not, you should not be judged. Condemn not, you should not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Let's have a few minutes of prayer. our enemy to good to those who hate us bless to those who abuse us Lord we thank you that uh, yes love can cover all duty and uh, transgress may your Holy Spirit continue to guide us to live out the, the words that you direct us Oh, we thank you in Jesus' name we pray.